and then going back to the kind of the idea of like, you know, I, I bring more eyes to the listing, I bring more attention to it. So what, right? Um, if, if you can, you know, I've, I've shot a bunch of houses that are beautiful and they get posted online, they get sent all these aggregate sites and millions of people see it. House is still on the market because mm. um, it's three and a half million dollars. It's a heritage home. I, some of the nicest photos I've, I've taken, right? They're right at the top of my portfolio, but that's not selling the house, right? There's all the other things, right? If, if you take the most beautiful photos of a house in the world and you drive all these people into the home and it, you know, somebody was murdered in the basement and smells like cat pee, <laughs> it's not going to sell, right? The, the right. things that sell a house are completely separate from what we do. But all those people who see the house, they see the effort that the agent went into. And, and quite frankly, if you're just doing five bracket, ship it off to an editor kind of photos, I don't care how nicely you do that. That's really not special. That's not adding value to your client, right? Because they can go down the road and find another photographer who does that for $12 cheap. Welcome to the Spiro Podcast, managing your real estate photography and videography business. With your hosts, Todd Kivimaki and Craig Magro. Welcome to the Spiro Podcast, managing your real estate photography and videography business. Uh, Spiro is a software platform designed to really uh, manage and, and grow and scale your real estate media business. I'm Craig Magram. I'm the uh, uh, business development and client care specialist for Spiro. And with me, as always, uh, co-host and Spiro founder and owner, Todd Kivimeki. How's it going, Todd? Craig, it's good to be here. It's good to be back after a couple weeks off. And uh, sorry for the break in, uh, in, in programs to you listeners. Thanks for coming back on with us. We had a great week at PMRE and ex have an exciting lineup for you uh, to uh, kind of to give a brief recap of what the conference all, uh, is all about. So if you didn't make it, stay tuned. Have an amazing guest on today. We will get to that. Uh, but if, you are, uh, if you're new here, thanks for coming in. And if you are not a subscriber, you hear it from everyone, but it does help us out. If you could hit subscribe, we will be notified or you will be notified of the latest podcast and it would really help us out on our end. So yeah, we went to PMRE a couple of weeks ago. Uh, we talked with uh, Pete Stagel of, of Servant 360 uh, last week, and uh, he was hanging around quite a bit with us, good friend of, of Spiro, and, and uh, thankful to him and just the insight he's given, but uh, made some other really great connections, uh, great networking opportunities at PMRE. And uh, Brandon, the organizer of, of the event, told us that that would be the case, but um, also, the, the guy that we're talking to today also gave us some insight before we had made the decision to come to PMRE, and I'm uh, just really thankful for that. And he was, he was spot on with his, with his advice. And uh, I, Todd, I'm going to let you kind of do a little bit more uh, uh, introduction of our guest today. Sure. So this presentation just really wowed me and I really just enjoyed everything he had to say. I think sometimes as business owners, not just real estate photographers, but business owners in general, we get in our own head and um, we tell ourselves some lies and we think we know uh, what value is or what we bring to a real estate agent. Uh, and I think uh, our guest today just really hit the nail on the head, really some great information. Uh, I'm excited to announce, or I'm excited to welcome Devin Pistorius from Windsor Creative uh, on our podcast here today. Devin, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, so Devin, you are you're actually not too far from us. Our our main office is in Lima, Ohio. I'm in Bowling Green, just a little bit of south of Toledo. So we're basically shoot right up 75 and uh, across the, the the Ambassador Bridge there, and and uh, we're there. You're right in town. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it, as I mentioned, I had reached out to you. I I don't remember if it was. Um, I don't remember how exactly. I think it was one of the Facebook groups. I had seen you post about PMRE, and that was one of the conferences, like I said, that we were looking at maybe attending for the first time. Uh, we're we're kind of new on the scene, and I saw that you were speakers, so I I reached out and just asked, you know, your input on on that uh, conference and another one that we've been looking at. And I uh, just want to thank you because you you responded real quickly and just uh, very helpful and, and uh, shared your experience with the conference and and it, it was spot on. So th thank you for that. We appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. It was. Uh, I'm glad you guys were able to make it out there. It's uh, it was a good time. Yeah, uh, very good. And and thanks for stopping by our booth as well. Yeah, well, you've got to go and say hello to everybody, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, so Devin, we're super excited to have you on 
the podcast today. And so you gave a presentation at PMRE that was uh, titled, we help, some, we, we help sell homes faster and other <laughs> lies we tell our clients. And it just really resonated with me. And I know Craig and I had a mm -hmm. lot of good conversations about it. Um, so do you want to share just a little insight about your topic from this year? Uh, yeah. So ever since I've started in, in the real estate business, I kind of knew that walking into a real estate brokerage um, as a you know 20 year old kid or, or whoever somebody who isn't a real estate agent and going I'm gonna help you do your job better uh, what's gonna get me laughed at Peru um, just I, I don't know how to sell houses that's not something I've ever done and if photos alone sold houses the top realtors would be the top photographers um, what what we do has a, a completely different kind of value proposition than helping with the transaction that occurs in real estate um, what we actually do is we help sell the agents to their clients, right? Um, if, if we think of ourselves as advertisers, um, sure, we're helping to try to, you know, market a house, but it's not the house itself that is where we're deriving our value from. So just kind of talking to um, the, the media creators in the room and, and, and seeing how they can not only change the conversation that they're having with their clients, but also increase the value of what they offer um to their clients right because if we <clears throat> tie the the sale of what we do to the sale of the house well we're only going to make a certain percentage of the amount of money that that agent can make on that house but if we say hey we're going to get you potentially unlimited clients it's never unlimited in real life but um if we can get you 5 10 20 more listings in a year or in two years or in five years that's a lot more value to an agent than, hey, you helped me sell this house for 10000 over ask, which 5% of 10000 is not a ton of money. Um, so, yeah, so that's that, that was the, in a nutshell, talking about that. We kind of went over a bunch of the stats, all the math behind it, the way that I think about it, and asked the question of how can you, you know, sell a $10,000 media package to an agent and actually make it make sense in, in their heads um, and, and, and deliver that sort of value. Okay, so let me let me be the offended real estate photographer real quick. That at what you just said, Devin. <laughs> so okay, so what we do isn't it, it doesn't help sell houses. You know that that that's the the premise here. And and the photographer says, well, wait a minute, I'm sh I shoot really good photography. It captures attention. You know, it, it it gets people to the property to walk them through. Geez, the National Association of Realtors says that my photography helps sell more houses. So, you know, so so where does where does this guy get off saying that? Not that I disagree, because I agree. Um, so the to start off with that National Association of, of Real Estate Photography quote, um, what it is, it's they say professional photos help sell houses X amount percent faster. I forget the exact percentage because I ignore it. Um, <laughs> the there's a couple of problems with that. One, um, define professional photography, hmm. right? Um, there's probably 50 different photographers in your market that say that they're a professional photographer, and that is a sliding scale of quality, yeah. um, a sliding scale of service. And, and, and really, I mean, again, what is professional? Hmm. Um, and so that's, that's bad data, number one. And number two, they're not, they're not, going for the confirmation bias or whatever, right? Because a, a nice house priced properly in a good neighborhood um, is more likely to be shot. And, you know, the falling down shacks that sit down on the market for a year or whatever, usually agents aren't going to get photos of that. Um, mm. And then going back to the kind of the idea of like, you know, I, I bring more eyes to the listing. I bring more attention to it. So what, right? Um, if if you can, you know, I've, I've shot a bunch of houses that are beautiful. And they get posted online. They get sent to all these aggregate sites, and millions of people see it. House is still on the market because mm. um, it's three and a half million dollars. It's a heritage home. I, some of the nicest photos I've, I've taken, right? They're right at the top of my portfolio. But that's not selling the house, right? There's all the other things, right? If, if you take the most beautiful photos of a house in the world, and you drive all these people into the home, and it, you know, somebody was murdered in the basement, and it smells like cat pee. <laughs> It's not going to sell, right? The, the right. things that sell a house are completely separate from what we do. But all those people who see the house, they see the effort that the agent went into. And, and quite frankly, if you're just doing five bracket, ship it off to an editor kind of photos, I don't care how nicely you do that. That's really not special. That's not adding value to your client, right? Because they can go down the road and find another photographer who does that for $12 cheaper. 
Mm. Um, <clears throat> and then they go, you know, you know what I mean? So like, and I, I know in, even in our market, there's, you know, several photographers and unless you're a lunatic like me, you can't really tell who's, who shot what, right? Like half <laughs> my clients think that I, sh I shot one thing and they didn't, whatever. Um, right. There, there's not a lot of differentiation there. When you get into the higher end things, when you start using your creativity, when it actually starts being your style, um, that's when you can start adding additional value to your client. And again, flipping that conversation around. It's yeah. not it's not the photos. Um, it is what you do with them. It's how you present that agent and then how they use it as well. Because um, again, just, just taking photos of the house, that's a service. Um, you know, the, the MLS requires it, so good for us. Um, <laughs> but, at, but at the same time, these things here are getting really damn good. So how do we how do we change our, our value proposition rather than just uh, a guy with a camera and a pair of sticks? Yeah, that that's so insightful. And I know you you have you had this beautiful equation that you talked about a message plus the delivery plus the content and then an action equals the result. Yep. Um, and I think we, you just keyed on so the message. So and that was one thing that I can you just clarify that a little bit more? So it all comes down to the message again. So you're saying that we don't go in and we tell agents that we, for the sake of your title, help them sell a house faster. How is your messaging different, especially, you know, for you at Windsor Creative there to a real estate agent? Yeah. So just to back up a little bit, just kind of basically the idea of any advertisement, um, regardless of what it's for, right? Whether it's for real estate, whether it's for shaving cream, whether it's for, you know, a PSA, a government politician, whatever. Sure. Um, the... All advertisements boils down to, you know, the end result is what you want, but to get to that result, you need a message, number one, right? It's every advertisement is, is to give a message, right? This podcast has a message behind it um, that we're trying to get out to people. Um, and then that message determines your content. Um, and then your content uh, needs to have the delivery method, right? Um, so that's also gonna kind of determine your content as well. Um, and then you need an action out of that. Usually it's, you know, go to the website, click something, come on down to the restaurant, whatever the case may be. Um, and then you have your result, right? And so your, your result and your message for us is where you extract your value. Um, so a lot of photographers, a lot of real estate agents, even for photography and the purpose of photography, the result that they're looking for is house sold, hooray. Um, so they want a nice video, they want a 360 tour, they want some nice photos. Wonderful. Um, and whatever, that's going to be worth however much money at the end of the day for them. If you change the message though, from I'm going to help you sell this house, which is going to cap you off at whatever the house sells for a percentage of that for the, for the agent, um, you're changing the, the value proposition, right? You're saying now, Hey, if you you know, if we go out and do some crazy video or even we change the way that you do your videos on a daily basis, rather than try to shoot from the moon and do some crazy over the top thing. Um, now what you're saying is I can help you get more clients. They might even spend more money on a listing than they're actually going to make. Um, there, there's a really great um, example of a, a video. He's actually, he's in Grand Rapids. Um, so, so not too, too far from you guys. And he did this video um of a house that was you know i think i think they listed at 200 250 000 or something like that mm -hmm. um but what they did is they parodied adele's other side um and the house it was kind of like it was like a two story it's almost like a house that you would draw as a kid right um and so it had like the roof and on that second story there was a window and a window and then below it there's a door dead in the middle and on each window, he recorded a close-up of an eyeball. And then for the mouth, he recorded, a, for, you know, the, the door, a mouth singing. <laughs> and so it looked like the house had these two eyes, and they weren't recorded at the same time. So, like, one's blinking and looking this way, one's looking this way. <laughs> and it's him singing in a fake falsetto, um, hello from the inside. Oh, man. And, like, they're bringing you through the house and stuff like that, and they, they talk about the home and, and whatever. And it is ridiculous. <laughs> and it got him so many views. Um, and again, a, a singing house, unless it actually sings, is, isn't going to sell. Sure. Right? It's not going to sell that house. <laughs> but, I mean, if I lived in Grand Rapids, I'd call that guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. You, you know, because that's funny. 
and and look at the effort he's going to to get attention on himself. Um, one of the things I brought up in the um, in my presentation as well is if you think about your local, I'm everywhere sort of realtor, right? He's going to have his billboards, radio shows, jingles, probably every bus bench ad in the city. You know, mm -hmm. it just their face everywhere. And I'm sure you're, if if he's not your client, your other clients go that guy. Um, <laughs> And the thing is that all that all that advertising, the point of all of it isn't to sell houses, right? He's not like, hey, one, two, three, Happy Street on a billboard. What he's trying to do is get more listings. And that's what every agent's trying to do. Because the easiest thing in the real estate industry's job, the easiest thing to do is to, to sell sell the house once you have the listing. But getting that listing is, is very difficult. Often you're competing with other agents and stuff. Um, one of the, the crazy things that I've noticed is that I always know when there's a big listing coming up, like a, like a really cool one or something, because I'll get a phone call from two, three, four, sometimes five different agents. And I, they just go, can't really say a lot, but I got a big one coming up. Maybe what can we do? Mm. Um, which took me a long time to get that, that phone call. But once you start getting that phone call when they're coming to you, that's very interesting. Yeah. Um, and they go, okay, well, what can we do? And my first question to them is, what's your budget? Because the, you know, people like to say the sky's the limit, the budget's the limit. Um, <laughs> and every single time, this has probably happened to me about a dozen times now, every single time I ask that question, he or she who has the highest budget wins the prize. Yeah. Um, they always get the listing because they go in there and they say, I'm going to spend $10,000 on this listing for marketing it. And what they're not telling their client is not going to sell the house, but it's going to get them the listing. Because um, of those 12, they, you know, they sit. Because a lot of times they're four or five million dollar listings or they're super weird or unique or heritage or whatever the case may be. Uh, but it's that real estate agent leveraging that listing for their own marketing purposes. Because again, right, like we're, we're in a, an amazing field for having a built-in audience with built-in content. People love looking at houses, love looking at houses, especially if it's their neighbors. Mm -hmm. um, so, <laughs> yeah. so there's going to be an opportunity to get a ton of, of eyes and it, it's, just, it's just built in, right? Like how many TV shows of houses and hey, here's a house and we're gonna flip this house or, or whatever the case may be. It's just, we love houses, we love real estate um, as a species. Um, and yeah, so like we, we have a, a huge, 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 huge opportunity to leverage all of that. And if all you're doing is going out there snapping five brackets and, you know, just in and out the door for 200 bucks or something like that. Sure. Great. You could probably make a really good living off of that. I know lots of guys who do, um, but that doesn't sound very fun for five, 10, 15, 20 years of doing it. Right. Um, kind of the whole point of why I built up the team that I did was because I didn't want to just keep on doing the same thing over and over and over again. And I saw the opportunity to help realtors in their business and help expand their businesses and also do the things that I like to do. Um, and then fund my other projects uh, to get other things off the ground. Um, and, and so that's why, why I run the marketing agency now, because I was able to get myself in business to a certain point um where i can go okay i can hire a few extra hands to do the day-to-day -day stuff we have really a, a smooth smooth machine running um and now off i go to do the things i like to do go chase down mm -hmm. utility companies to make videos about utility companies um <laughs> or whatever the case may be right like it, it, it's it, it's that sort of thing and again it, this sort of thing it allows you to flex your creativity and allows you to be different um, and set yourself apart. Um, in, in preparing for this presentation, I watched a lot of TED Talks and kind of was breaking down what makes an interesting presentation because uh, I felt the, the crushing weight of 350 people in the room who paid good money to be there. And I went, oh, I got to make this good. Um, and, you know, I need to deliver some sort of value. Everything comes down to value um, for them because otherwise I'm just going to, you know, catch the first flight home after my presentation at my bomb. Um, so I was watching a lot of these TED Talks and um, uh, they always they always left off on a you know an uplifting note, an inspirational note, even if it was some like awful, I got cancer and I'm dying, here's my speak, or my, my speech or whatever. Uh, there's always some uplifting message at the end because you can't bum an audience out. 
Um, and, and so my, my uplifting message, and, and this is true, this wasn't just me throwing it in there for, um, you know, to make a good talk, um, was that our biggest competitive advantage as creatives is ourselves and, and yeah. the way that we think, right? Um, I always, I, I laugh at a few of my clients who like really let me fetter off into the, the stratosphere with stupid ideas. And then they let me get away with them and then they pay me for them, which I, I don't understand. Um, <laughs> but they do and it works and they keep on coming back, which is fun. Um, you know, that, yeah, I've got other competitors in my market, but none of them are going to come up with the stupid things I do. They're going to have their own dumb ideas. Um, and, you know, maybe it'll work for them with, with certain clients. But, um, you know, for me and my clients, they, they like whatever thing is going on up there for me. So... Um, again, as, as creatives, we, we can weaponize that. We can use that in our business. Um, and I mean, maybe it sounds a bit cynical to say weaponize or whatever, but we're, we're all in this to, to put a roof over our head and, you know, right. buy, buy shiny things every once in a while. <laughs> um, so that's, yeah. That, and, and I don't know too many people who get into photography because they want to run it like, just like a business. Right. Um, I mean, there's, mm -hmm. there's a few of those guys out there and you can usually smell them a mile away. Um, it just, but it does, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's not, you're getting into this because you're passionate about photography and you go, Hey, here's a way for me to make some money, um, doing it. So if you can actually do the things that you want to do mm -hmm. while also providing a service while also like advertising and stuff. Um, I think that's super cool. And I have no idea what the question was. You just meandered. On here. <laughs> yeah, um, but, it was, but it was all good stuff. It was all good stuff. <laughs> Let me jump in here real quick, Todd. What you just described, Evan, in in pursuing the, the creative side of things is I, I actually started to fall into that when I was running my own real estate business where, you know, I had a formula and, and we banged out listings, you know, six, seven a day. And it and I did start to lose a little bit of that passion because it turned into a production job versus yeah really positioning myself as a, as, yeah, as a creative to really think through some, some fun, creative ideas with my realtor. But when I did get that chance to, to kind of think through the listing and put together a plan and, and some ideas and sit down for coffee with the realtor, man, I just, I came alive. So yeah, what, what you just described is, is on point. Yeah. Really insightful. I love your passion. It's just incredible. Uh, just as a practical question. So I'm a photographer out there and I'm trying to get, I, I'm say I have my business going and I'm shooting a, a, a decent amount of tours a year and I'm at 500 tours a year and I'm becoming that production kind of company that Craig described. Devin, what's a practical first step that an individual can take? You know, they're saying, okay, I, mm -hmm. I, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid, Devin. You know, I get it. I would love to do that. Like, yes, I want to shoot that $10,000 job or that X amount of job. That's, you know, a hundred times what I'm selling right now. What's a good practical first step that an individual, do they need to find someone that's close to them, uh, you know, that they can uh, pitch an idea? Or how does just somebody start? I, I mean, I, I can only say what I've done, um, and I don't. I, I hope that that would be repeatable for somebody. But again, um, basically, what I did is is it took years, right? It took years of building trust and just pushing the envelope a little bit more, pushing the envelope a little bit more. I didn't go from shooting when I started. I was shooting sixty dollars photos. Hmm. Um, I didn't go from sixty dollars one day, ten thousand the next. Right. Um, right. Like that, that wasn't what it was. Um, mm. it was incremental steps along the way. Right. We, we started doing better photos. Um, I got very heavy into kind of, we'll, we'll call it the architectural style. Um, you know, doing magazine quality photos, doing that sort of thing. So, you know, I was watching the Scott Hargis's of the world. I was watching the Mike Kelly's and, and all those guys. Mm -hmm. Um, and learning how to shoot with flash and that sort of thing. So like, uh, and, and practical stuff for a photographer, up your game, right? Get better. Don't just, just don't just lean on the crutch of your editor in Vietnam or India or wherever, right? Um, because th that has a hard cap of, of where it gets, right? Ambient, ambient light, there's only so much you can do with it. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes you get really lucky if it's a, you know, a, a beautiful home where the architect actually thought about where the sun's going to be in the sky and stuff <laughs> like that. Um, and that's, and that's incredible. Um, but that's not what most houses are, right? That's not what most real estate is. It's, it's in the realm of mortals. 
So you have houses that, you know, all windows are facing north and south. Nothing you're going to do about that. Um, and that sort of thing. So how do you manufacture light? You, that sort of thing. So, so as a photographer, one, if you're just a photographer, you, you have to up your game and start shooting higher quality photos and then charging for those. And then your clients are going to see those results. Right. Um, and again, maybe that's not in every house. The way that we position it, we have our day-to-day stuff. We have the Devin does things um, in a certain limited time span. And I go in there and I go, I got three hours in the house. I'm going to do the best I can in three hours. And usually it's night and day above um, our, you know, turn and burn stuff. And then we have the, like, I'm going to blow your brains out with the price on this. And I'm going to spend five days in this home and we'll see you in a month with the final project. Hmm. Um, because we have that time. That doesn't happen a um, but yeah, so, so, so up your game and, and slowly start to update it, right? If you're charging 150 bucks for photos, if you want to start doing this magazine stuff, get paid to practice, get paid more than what you're paying, but you know, only charge 500 bucks and, and it's going to take you, God knows how many hours when you're first figuring it out and you're going to be able to cobble together some better photos and whatnot. Um, but it, you know, that's your step. And then that agent trusts you. And then when somebody sees that one agent trusts you, you're going to have a better conversation to have with the next one. It's, it's a yeah. snowball effect. Yep. Um, if again, if you're purely a photographer, um, you're not going to get to ten thousand dollars with photos. You're just not, um, right? You, you'll get into thousands, um, but you need video to like really elevate that that production thing, right? Like there, I've never been able to talk to a realtor and be like ten thousand dollars for photos. This is going to be worth your while. Um, I don't, I, I don't know, I don't even know if I, I could justify that um, in, in a real world. Um, Right, like that. I, I don't think that photos bring enough value to a real estate transaction um, right. or a real estate agent. Um, whereas video, right? Video, it, that's what gets the shares. That's what all the platforms are sharing right now. That's what they're all pushing. You get a lot more creative with the video than you can with photography. Um, and I say this as a photographer, um, <laughs> right? Um, it's just un- un- unfortunately. Um, so either figure out video and, and start figuring out that side of things or just practice your ideas, right? Think about things. What would be a fun concept? Well, just like while you're driving, right? Cause we all drive a hundred thousand miles a year. I'll use miles because probably primarily American, um, <laughs> 160,000 kilometers for, for the metric folk. Um, there you go. <laughs> um, yeah, like, like think about things, right? And, and think about opportunities to use those ideas. A lot of the ideas that I've had, and a lot of the, the big projects that we've done, I've been sitting on that concept for months, if not years. Hmm. Um, one of the most recent ones we did, it was a, a big historical house in town. Um, and it was one shot. We did a, a three minute one shot wow. uh, where we went through the entire house. We staged a party. There was things happening every twist and turn and stuff like that. Um, and it was awesome. It was, like, it was really cool. But I didn't know what house it was going to be in, right? I didn't know when that opportunity was going to arise, but I had talked about it and I had thought about it and I went, okay, cool. This is how I would do it. And then just stick it up on the shelf and and wait for the right moment. Um, Or try to shoehorn it in somewhere that it doesn't belong just because you want to use the idea. Um, (laughs) But but, but this house, it really worked, right? Because um, the owner was not going to be game for a... um, a big high-end, you know, funny thing. I like to go funny. Um, but he he was a serious guy. It was a serious house. Um, it, but he, he liked to host. He liked to be the party guy. He liked to, you know, have the events and stuff. Like, he hosts all these events in it. Like, it's really, really cool house. Uh, mm-hmm. The owner's a really cool guy as well. Um, and so I said, well, let's, let's throw a party. Let's get 50 people in this house. And hand them all drinks and block it out and, and do the thing. And it, it, it came out wonderfully. Hmm. Um, and, and that sort of thing. So again, but that, if, when she called me, if I didn't have that idea kind of in the book, right. um, of, of, you know, of reference, it, it might've been something else and maybe it wasn't as good, but because I have thought about it for so long, there it is. Um, so yeah. So I, I, I like think about things. Right. Again, we're, we're creatives. You just, you just have to dream and you have to come up with these sometimes crazy ideas, um, in in order to be able to execute them. Um, and also know your limits, right. Um, Mm -hmm. at at the, at the same time, right. Like, don't be like, Hey, we're going to get a whole marching band 
and there's going to be backflips <laughs> going on and we're going to have like seven cameras going on at the same time. It's like, if you've never shot video before, you're not even going to know how to do that. Right. Um, <laughs> but at the end of the day, the idea is the most important thing, even if your execution's not as good as it could have been, right? If whatever, if you got Spielberg to direct it, yeah, it's going to be better. Yeah. Um, but if the idea is really, 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 really good, like the singing house video, um, that's awesome, right? And, and if you can execute it to a point, then yeah, then it's going to be effective. Um, one of the things I always say is that like, I don't, I don't know where the line is when things go from like cheesy or corny and then like go to being <laughs> awesome. But I know when I've blown past it. Um, right. Because right? you, you have to go fast, particularly if you're going for comedy or something like that. Um, but to, to, again, circle back as I do this, um, circle back to the question of like, what are the um, very tangible, practical things that you can do as a photographer is, is improve your skills, learn how to use lights, um, learn how to take your images to the next level when the opportunity presents itself. Build your trust with your agents, right? If you've been working with somebody for a long time and they've continued to trust you with their business, because that's what they're doing, right? They're saying, yes, yeah. you are going to be representative of us. Um, then, then you have that trust factor built in and say, hey, I've got this crazy idea. Um, do projects that aren't specifically media related uh, or uh, like listing media related, sorry. Um, mm. Right, so about the team videos or like just silly little advertisements and stuff like that. Um, again, going back to, to the guy in Rapids there, um, he just did this goofy thing where they're like waiting for a review or whatever. It's like a 30 second thing and they were all very happy with it. Um, but again, like li little projects like that, little yeah. things that are going to kind of break the mold of show up to the house, you know, wait for the owner to get the hell of your way and then shoot the <laughs> home um, and then deliver it the next morning at 7 a.m. Um, little things like that, that's, again, it's it's going to, it's going to be a gradual progression, um, right? It took me eight years to get somebody to say yes to a big project um, the way that I'm describing. Um, and then within six months, I did four more. Oh, wow. Right. And, wow. and all, all for different agents. Um, I had the one guy because we, we did a rap video for a listing. Um, it was it was very silly. It was awesome, though. Um, <laughs> and so we, we released this thing. It goes viral, whatever. And then a couple about a week and a half later, I get a phone call from another agent. He goes, no, you do video, right? And I go, yeah, like we had shot video for him before. And, and this is a guy that I was not expecting in a million years to call me about this sort of thing. He's like, well, I've been in the Blues Brothers cover band for 25 years. Um, and I want to do Sold Man. <laughs> I love it. And I go, yeah, absolutely, man. This is going to be sweet. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So we like went into a studio. We we recorded, re-recorded Sold Man. Um, <laughs> he sang it. Um, and then we did a video. And he just wanted to do like on a stage performing it. I went, no, let's do this oh, better. No. Let's have more fun. Um, and so there's an old jailhouse in town. And if you've ever seen the original Blues Brothers movie, um, kind of the opening is, is, um, I think Jake is the character's name, getting out of, getting out of prison. And it's this very stylized, slow kind of thing. So we reshot it shot for shot. They had the car, they had the car with all the bullet holes in it. Like the two guys, they were dressed up in, in the whole get up. Um, and again, they've been doing this for 25 years. They're performers. So I'm like, this is mm. going to be easy. And it was, it was like, I've never had a smoother shoot in my life. Um, so we reshoot this thing. We like filmed them going in. Like, again, like we were like looking on one hand at the Blues Brothers frames and then like lining up the camera mm. to get it as close as we could. Um, and yeah, it, it came out awesome. It went viral. It, it went huge. Um, and it wasn't even a bit listening, right? It was just Bob singing. That's really what it was. Um, but it got tons and tons and tons and tons and tons of traffic and that sort of thing. And he's been running with the sold band idea ever since. Like we took some, we took some other photos for him and that sort of thing. Hmm. Um, and, and yeah, like uh, that was fun, right? Like I, I had a ton of fun with that. It brought him a lot of value as something that he wanted to do as well. Like it was, it was kind of like part business, part just, something he's always wanted to do. Um, but I mean, there's a, there's a lot of money in vanity, a lot, <laughs> a lot of money in vanity. Um, but 
I, th- I think that's going to be our takeaway quote. <laughs> There's a lot of money in vanity. <laughs> um, yeah, there is. How much can I avoid my MBA here? Um, <laughs> we, we are being paid a lot of money to digitally modify a person's face mm. going back in time. Um, mm. Like in video, like, so we're, we're getting older videos and face sculpting, oh, um, wow. which hmm. is, which is crazy. Um, yeah. And yeah, vi- I mean, it's tedious work. It is uh, a lot of hours, uh, but they're way well paid hours. Um, <laughs> and we are bringing a lot of value to that particular client. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So that's anyway. Yeah. So let me let me. Sh- let me <laughs> I'm gonna have that quote in that in my head the rest of the day today. So <laughs> let let me shift gears just a little bit, Devin. Um, yeah. For those of you maybe just just uh, starting starting in the in the middle of the video or the podcast, I, I'm going back to my radio days. I, I was gonna say our our guest is Devin Pistorius of uh, Windsor Creative and uh, Windsor uh, Windsor Real Estate Photography. Um, but two most creative veins you can come up with. You know, but it makes for good. <laughs> Very good SEO name. I was just going to say that. It's great Wonderful. SEO. Yeah. <laughs> um, so on the, on the Spiro podcast, we talk a lot about the business side of, of uh, what we do in real estate photography and media. And uh, great, great. It's good to go back to the creative side and kind of get excited about what we do again. But some, mm-hmm. of, some of what you you shared in your presentation um, you got into some of the numbers and the statistics, and, and you talked a little bit about um, the costs on Facebook in real estate, in the real estate industry, and the cost of exposure. Can can you share a little bit of that content? Uh, yeah, I don't I don't have the numbers with me. I didn't memorize That's the fine. presentation. I had them up on a you know giant screen behind <laughs> me, so it was, it was easy to remember them. Yeah. Um, but bas- basically, kind of what my point was is that there is a value in exposure. Um, mm-hmm. which is kind of funny because as photographers, we go, people die of exposure um, <laughs> when, when people ask us to, to, to do things. But, but they're, they're actually, they're, there is a value in it, particularly for a real estate agent who is trying to get their name and their brand and that sort of stuff out there. Um, right? Facebook charges. Facebook charges you to use their platform as an advertising platform. Um, that's, that's why Mark Zuckerberg is the bajillionaire that he is. Um, <laughs> So like, you know, every action on Facebook has a small monetary value if you were to ask Facebook to provide that for you, right? Some clicks, mm-hmm. impressions, um, conversions, actions, you know, cost per action, cost per lead, that sort of thing. Um, so like impressions, if, I, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it was like $14 or something like that for a thousand impressions. So if you mm-hmm. want to show your advertisement to a thousand people, um, whether it's, you know, 250 people four times or a thousand individual people, whatever it is. Um, to show up on a feed, to just be in the scrolling that's going on, um, costs about 14, 14 bucks roughly, um, per impression. A cost per click is like a buck or something like that, about 50, I think buck 80, if I remember correctly. Um, and, and this is all in the real estate industry, right? Cause every, uh, in North America, in the real estate industry, mm-hmm. um, if you have international listeners, it's going to change per, um, per demographic and, and location, that sort of thing. Sure. Um, and then a cost per action, which is like sign up for an email list or actually like click to a website or whatever, something like 16 bucks to, to get somebody to make that action. Um, again, this is if you're saying I have a really bad advertisement that nobody wants to engage with, but I'm going to pay Facebook just, just to slam it in people's faces. Um, <laughs> but you can also go viral. You can get organic um, reach, right. right? And so if you're getting organic reach, because Facebook usually doesn't share content on a, like a business page in particular, more than like the 5% of the audience. So if you have a thousand people, only 50 people are going to be able to look at it. Um, unless you boost it, right? They're, they're not in the business of, of giving you free advertising unless you have really good content because really good content keeps you on the platform and, and so on and so forth. Um, so, so there's a dollar value to this. Um, and if you can create really good content that people want to see and people are going to watch and share and like and send to their friends and, and so on and so forth, Facebook's going to reward you for that and push it to more people and more people are going to see it. Um, and so now let's say that in, in my, in my case, I was talking about the rap video in my presentation and they spent $12,000 on the, the media, uh, with us on that, um, that platform. And through all the, like in the, the Facebook 
generation, uh, we'll call it in the Facebook um, exposure. Mm-hmm. We generated somewhere between like $25,000 and $50,000 in value. Wow. Um, wow. And with the, with the actual clients that they got, um, if they had sold houses and whatnot, it actually was like $70,000 of, of value that they were able to extract, if not more potentially. Um, and that was just on Facebook, right? Cause we got a quarter million views across all platforms. And I was only focusing on the 110,000 views that we got on, on Facebook. Um, so fantastic return on investment, right. um, in a very short period of time. That was only over like three months. Um, so again, that's not like dollars in their pocket, but that's dollars that they didn't spend, right? They spent twelve thousand mm-hmm. dollars to get twenty to fifty thousand dollars somewhere in there of value out mm-hmm. of what we did. So even if they didn't sell the house, even if they didn't um, get another listing out of it, well, I mean, they wouldn't come back to me for for more things like that. Um, <laughs> if usually, um, but but I'm able to explain to them. Look at I. You know, I, I got you a great discount on Facebook <laughs> advertising, um, or, or whatever. But but that but that's what you can talk about, right? Is and again, they didn't they didn't pay Facebook that they paid that to me. Um, so there's a lot of value in eyeballs, um, and there, there's a lot of value in that exposure. Like I said in my presentation, you can get a lot of exposure on an agent, but if they smell weird and nobody hires them as a, an agent, that's not your fault. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, we can only go so far. Right. Um, to, to use a, a really stupid and crude example, you, I, I can be hired to make an amazing advertisement for turd sandwiches, <laughs> but nobody is going to buy them. Um, it just, you, you know what I mean? Like it, you can do something really cool, but at the end of the day, you are selling a product and that is the agent. Your, your right. results may vary is the very long way that I'm trying to say that. Um, so but doesn't matter if you're selling real estate agents or turd sandwiches or whatever the case may be. Um, there is a value to that organic reach that you can get out of your content. Um, and if you create something interesting, then, um, uh, then yeah, then you're, you're going to be giving them a, a discount on Facebook ads at minimum. <laughs> if, yeah. <maybe. laughs> well, I think that's so smart because attribution is so difficult, right? And in, in this day, like, how do you attribute that it was worth that? You know, it is a marketing product. So I, just one more question on that, just to make sure that our listeners and I, I'm understanding you correctly. So you have some industry st- stats as to what a view impression click through is worth. And then you created the rap video um, yeah. and and it went viral. So it got a huge, just an a, enormous amount of of those views, impressions and clicks. And so a way that you took it then back to your client is you showed the client what the video received as far as those impressions and views. Mm -hmm. And then you basically just multiplied that times what it would cost them to buy that. Is that, is that how you showed the value or? Yeah, exactly. So, um, so whatever we had, I forget exactly how many impressions it was, it was like 90,000 or something like that, but we had 15,000 clicks, which I mean, a 25% click rate is insane yeah it is. uh like if, yeah. if you're working around like two and a half to three and a half percent you're you're kicking ass um but um yeah so we had like a 25 percent click rate um and i mean just just that alone i could be like hey usually it's three percent we got 25 percent. it's working um <laughs> but yeah but i was able to take it to him and be like listen we you know we got 110,000 people who, who watch this um so you're famous now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and also if you wanted a hundred thousand people to see any ad of yours, it would have cost you X, Y, and Z. Um, and if you wanted this much traffic to the website from another advertisement, it would have cost you a whole bundle more. And then, Hey, you got like six leads off of this, two people who sold their houses. Hmm. What's that worth to you? Um, and that's what they're like, yeah, cool. Um, and then they hired us to do all of their branding put up. Um, so that was, that was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so, so that's what it is, right? And, and you can just Google what it is um, in, in your industry, right? And this isn't, this isn't even just like relegated to real estate. They got like fashion and sports and, and so on and so forth, all the different categories. Um, but real estate is a huge, 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 huge industry. Um, so there, there's a lot of stats with that, right? And, and again, you can get that for Europe, you can get that for Australia, you can get that for wherever. Um, and yeah, you, you can just Google that again, you kind of have to like look at several sources because uh, a lot of times those stats are coming from 
um, you know, like the the aggregates, uh, like the Hootsuites and the Agora mm-hmm. Pulses and that sort of thing, like the social media platforms mm-hmm. um, or like social media management platforms. Um, so they might be juicing their numbers a little bit. Um, so even <laughs> if you say, hey, there's, if, if, even if you tell them that there's a range, it's like from the bare minimum all the way up to the top. And a lot of times I'll divide the lowest number by two and use that as my lowest number. It's like, like just to just be like, listen, I'm not, I'm not trying to be completely like, hey, we've got a million dollars of yeah, advertising yeah. here. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's, um, there is math, there is stats, there is like, if you were to pay Facebook for this exact same amount of engagement, this exact same amount of reach, there is a dollar value for that. Um, right. And, and I mean, I'll, even if you want to go super basic for it, you can go use your little sliding scale on like just create an ad with that video um, and just don't hit the buy button and be like, I want a hundred thousand people to see this and Facebook's going to tell you and Facebook's Mm going to tell you it's going to cost this much money. Um, Mm -hmm. And yeah, so, um, and, and then there, I mean, there's, there's other value that can come out of it as well. Right? Like we, we got them a radio advertisement or not, not advertising interview. It was like an eight minute radio interview on one of the big channels in town. Um, and it was the puff piece of puff pieces. Um, it basically was eight minutes of, so you're the greatest real estate agents on the planet. Can you tell us more? <laughs> but like that, that is pretty much how it went down. Um, and, and so again, there's, I was able to find out what they charge for 15 minutes of airtime and then whatever, 15 minutes, you know, um, yeah. So it's again, all all advertising, all free eyes, we'll call it. Um, anybody who watches something and you didn't pay them to watch it, there there is a value attached to that. Um, whether you're doing your own ads, whether it's for your clients, whatever the case may be, um, right? Like a, in major advertising and PR firms and stuff like that, um, they talk about you know if you can get an interview on on a major nightly news station, that's worth a hundred thousand dollars. If you can get, you know, talk on radio or whatever the case may be, um, re- regardless of what you think of him, uh, Donald Trump is probably the the richest impression man on the planet, right? That <laughs> that that dude lifts his finger and he can get every single news station talking about it. There's like infinite value in that. Um, so much he got to be president, um, <laughs> right? So like again, super extreme case, um, and and not even talking about any of the other things surrounding that man. Right. Um, it just he extracted value from getting coverage, getting eyeballs, getting ears. Um, whether it was positive coverage, whether it was negative coverage, whatever the coverage was, they were talking about him. There's you know, um, right. uh, all press is good press. Yeah, I, um, I was just going to so, quote that. <laughs> Yeah. So to, to sum it all up, um, really your, your presentation at PMRE was, was, was really about the fact that we're not just photographers. We're, we're really marketing consultants for our realtors and that's the value yeah. that, that we, we bring to them. And, um, yeah, it was just such a great presentation and that that's, that's why we wanted to have you on, on the Spiro podcast to share that with, you know, with, with our audience and, and just challenge, challenge each of us to just grow more and more and to look at ourselves as more than just photographers. We're, we're not a commodity. We bring value to our clients and that's what can really separate us from, from others that are in it just for the photography. Yep. Absolutely. So, yeah. And, uh, and uh, unfortunately not all your clients are going to understand that. Um, so you, so you find the ones who do understand that, and those are going to be the ones that you really are able to build a relationship with. Um, and then, and then you get to know them, right. And, and that's going back to that equation, getting to know them and what the message is that they need to present to the world. Um, that's going to, that's going to help you, um, in, in, in creating that, that content for them to deliver that message and find a better result. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. This, this is one definitely that you all are going to want to listen to again. I know I'm going to listen and reread my notes again. Just incredible stuff, Devin. If our listeners want to, want to find out, visit, where can they find you? How can they contact you if they have, uh, they just want to see what you're doing? Uh, yeah. So you can find, uh, find me on Instagram, uh, D-E-V-O-P-A-S-T, the first four of uh, my first and last. Um, you can visit our website, which creative.ca. Um, and that will, you can see some of the content there. Uh, we might be taking down the website kind of the next month or so we're rebranding. Um, it's going to be awesome. Um, fun. So, uh, yeah, just a little plug brand yourself. Very important. 
um, <laughs> if you need help. Um, but uh, yeah, so you can find us at Winter Creative. Um, our, our real estate focused media is Winter Real Estate, uh, Winter Real Estate Photography .com, um, and it's Winter Real Estate Photography across all platforms um, and that sort of thing. And yeah, you can also find me on Facebook and, and shoot me a message. Awesome. There. Devin, thanks for giving us your time. I, I know I know you, yeah, you have a you. lot on your plate, so we appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. It's it was fun. Well, hey, if you found value in this in this podcast, which we, with having Devin on, you you had to have because it was just good content. Um, share the podcast. It share it with other colleagues that that you know are in the business, doing good work, maybe in other markets. Uh, we just really want to bring value to to the community that we're serving in in real estate media. Um, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss uh, new new updates coming. Like it, you know, share it. Um, if you have questions, if you have a topic, maybe that you want us to cover and, and invite a guest on to talk about, we would love your input on that. You can email us at hello at spiro.media. Um, and if you have questions about the Spiro software, you can you can reach out to that same same email address, and either myself or Todd will get a hold of you, and we can talk with you about the software as well. Um, don't forget if if you're watching on YouTube, if you want to listen to it, maybe you're you're driving in between in between shoots, you can catch the audio podcast on all the major podcast outlets, you know, a, a Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all of those, um, and you can catch us on YouTube as well. Leave a comment; we'd love to get a conversation going in the comments. Um, just things that stuck out to you in in Devin's presentation. Um, you know, share your thoughts. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, just, we want to thank you for taking time out. We know we know things are busy. You're running your own business, most likely. Uh, so we just want to thank you for taking the time to to listen, to watch, and uh, be a, be a part of this community. So until next week, be thankful for what you have, especially in this this uh, time of Thanksgiving. Um, and just take a breath. Have a great week. Thank you for joining us for the Spiro Podcast, Managing Your Real Estate Photography and Videography Business. This is a production of Spiro and WOW Video Tours. You can find out more about Spiro's real estate media business management software at our website, spiro.media.